Welcome, everybody. It's time once again. Swim out into the ocean of ideas. Catch that wave as the sales pipeline starts to curl up. With the latest and maybe the greatest Viking fan I've ever seen, um, Matt Hines. Did you just say ocean of ideas? That's pretty good. <laughs> I just came up with that. You know, I like that. I just that that rolls off the tongue. Thank you again, everyone, for joining us here on Sales Pipeline Radio. We are here live again, as we are every week at eleven thirty Pacific, two thirty Eastern. If you're joining us live, thank you very much for doing so. This is being recorded, at least on my end. This is being recorded live from the kitchen table above the home office in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We got a we got a sick four year old at home today. He has agreed to uh, mostly uh, not join as a special surprise guest. He's, he's having a good time here on his iPad. But um, you know what? Live radio. What are you going to do? And what's the uh, shout-out to your co-host, your little co-host here? What's, my uh... little co-host, Evan. Evan, say hi, Evan. Or at least wave from the, wave from the couch, Evan. <laughs> uh, he's doing all right. I don't want to encourage him too much. He'll come over here and start sharing with us everything. Exactly. So, okay, if you are listening live, thank you for joining us. If you're listening to us on the podcast, thank you for subscribing. It is humbling to see the numbers of people we're getting on a regular basis joining us on the podcast. And as always, you can join each and every episode of Sales Pipeline Radio, past, present, and future on salespipelineradio.com. We are featuring every week some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no exception. I am extremely excited to welcome Lauren Patrick to Sales Pipeline Radio. She is the storyteller for Terminus, a B2B account-based marketing startup in Atlanta. Lauren, thank you for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Super excited to be here today. Yeah, so Lauren is a is a proud University of Georgia Bulldog. And for those of you that are in the States or follow college football, uh, a great, great uh, national championship game against Alabama that went back and forth. Alabama lost, or excuse me, Alabama won uh, in overtime on just one of those those plays that you just can't believe the game is over. And so uh, it's a great uh, blog post that Lauren put up, part of her healing process uh, as a Georgia fan. Uh, but and, and speaking of that, Lauren, I, I want to talk. We've got so many things we can cover today. We can talk about. We're going to talk about storytelling. We're going to talk a little about ABM. We're going to talk about pretty southern. We're going to go. We're going to cover a lot of bases. I want to start with. You have an extensive marketing communications background. You've got a journalism background, but your title at Terminus is storyteller, and I and I've always been fascinated by that, right? Because I mean, it's, it's not. You're not a content marketer. You're not a copywriter. You're a storyteller. So talk a little bit about the difference you see there and, and why did Terminus in particular invest in that kind of a role and that kind of an angle? So really quick, before I dive into that, I just want to make a quick clarification. I am a content marketer. I am a copywriter. I am a jack of all trades, which is why when Terminus asked me, what do you want your title to be? I picked storyteller because there's so much emphasis now and B2B in mass media and film about the story. People want to know the truth. They want to hear a story that they care about. And I think that's increasingly important for brands, especially really early stage companies like Terminus was. I was employee number 12. I joined back in 2015. And Terminus was actually my fourth startup. I've been really lucky that I've been a marketing content manager, communications manager, senior marketing manager, so when Sangram Vajre asked me, what do you want your title to be? I said, well, what do you think about storyteller? And he's the one who really encouraged me. He said, I think you should be whoever you want to be. That sounds great. So it's been really, really cool and humbling to be able to tell the story of Terminus since we've been experiencing such incredible growth in the two and a half years that I've been at the company. 
uh, the, the perspective that they that you guys have, and the I think the latitude that Determinus has given you and Sangram has given you is really refreshing. And I think uh, I think to your point, like you know, you you're a writer, you're a copywriter, doing a lot of those things. But there's a difference between writing copy and telling stories. And I think a lot of B two B companies get that wrong. They write copy as if they're selling to buildings. And I've yet to meet a building that writes a check. You know, we're writing, we, we're creating content for people. What are some of the things, some examples of things you've done at Terminus that might be good examples to share of storytelling versus content marketing? That's a great question, Matt. I actually want to give a shout out to Joe Chernoff on this one. He said something to me in December of 2015 that really stuck with me. He was talking about how you have to align your content to every stage of the buyer's journey and the customer life cycle so you have an idea of that full story. He said to look at your total content repository, every blog post, every deck, every email, and see how you can truly craft a narrative from there. And that's something I've really carried with me over the past couple of years, especially as more and more people have started talking about account-based marketing. They feel like they're not ready to do it because they don't have the right content. And that's where I've shared Joe's wisdom. Well, you have this great blog post, you could totally use that as part of a campaign. But more on that later. Some of the fun things I've really gotten to do with the company include helping Sangram launch ABM for Dummies. That was actually the first book that was ever published about account-based marketing back in 2016. It's been really amazing to see what Nikki Nixon and Sangram have done with the Flip My Funnel community. That's how I got to know you, Matt. So, gosh, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary of being friends since we first met in San Francisco. And you know, just getting to hit the road and tell the story of Terminus and get more people excited about what account-based marketing can do for your business. And then lately, since Peter Herbert joined Terminus as VP of Marketing, the story I've been telling is hashtag one team, how we've gone through our own internal ABM transformation at Terminus, brought sales and marketing together on best fit accounts, and have just been crushing our revenue goals, which has been really, really exciting to see. That's awesome. You, know, you, you mentioned some of uh, the insights that you got from Joe Chernoff around the buying journey. And you know, I, I don't know if I got this from him or someone else, the idea that, you know, your customer, your prospect simply does not care about your story until you prove that you care about theirs. And I think there are so many different ways that you, some examples you've already given in different ways where you can sort of tell a story that isn't about your company. It isn't about your product. It's about the people and the problems they're facing that are going to resonate more directly with individuals. And I, and I love the fact that you guys are telling your own story internally about how sales and marketing are working together. And as you and I both know, it is not always a clean and flawless path. I mean, there are stumbles and failures along the way. And I think, you know, making that accessible to a wide variety of people, not only does that help other people feel like ABM is accessible to them, but it also builds real empathy and real connection between those people and people at Terminus, which, which makes a big difference. Yeah, excuse my language on this, but this shit's hard. Like, it is hard to really get aligned with your sales team. Our chief revenue officer, Todd McCormick, when we started on this ABM transformation journey, he was like, I might lose my job over this if this doesn't work because my revenue number is tied to this. My butt's on the line. And so I actually just did a blog post yesterday telling more about the one team story. And um, I opened with a gift with a shot of tequila. Because you decide to heal before you really get going with ABM. Yeah, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the old way that we all see all the time, you know, the, the BDRs that are flinging out bad emails, the marketing team that is generating volumes of leads as opposed to anything of quality. Unfortunately, those days are not past. So many companies that still follow that 
have how they stay in business is a whole nother question as recipients of a lot of that marketing. We just don't see it working very well. Where do you see this heading? I mean, I think that you, you guys have just certainly gotten into a lot more multimedia work. I know Sangram is now doing a daily podcast, I believe, and I don't know how the heck he actually pulls that off and has the time for it. But I, I think a lot of times when people think content marketing and even storytelling, I think, you know, the, the default answer, the default channel for most companies is the written word. You guys have done a lot of work to diversify that across multiple channels, across multiple mediums, online and offline. Talk about, you know, the importance of multi-channel as a storytelling vehicle. Oh, absolutely. So in the words of Sangram, you have to be where your customers are most active, right? Like for me personally, when I first launched my platform, Pretty Southern, which you touched on earlier, I knew that Pretty Southern was going to be digital. I knew it wasn't going to be print. I knew that there'd be some audio involved with podcasts and interviews like this. But I think where Terminus really got lucky is that we were the first on social to really own that hashtag for ABM. Yes, we had some of our competitors that were out there talking about ABM, but we're the ones who really got programmatic about it. Kudos to Nikki pulling off five foot my final conferences in a year was insane. Yeah. You know, she took that show on the road. So it was that in-person experience and using events as a channel. We've used PFL direct mail to make sure people get with um, copies of the book in our ABM framework. We send our customers a welcome kit that they tweet. We have spun up our monthly webinar program. When Sam Graham came to me at the end of last year and said, I'm going to do a daily podcast in 2018. There's one thing I've learned that you never doubt Sanger when he says he's going to do <laughs> Okay, how are we going to make this work? And so I've been really lucky that Sangram has just run with this. And I've just been along for the ride helping to support him how I can. But going back to your original question, I saw this interview that Gary Vaynerchuk did recently when he talked about if you write a blog post, you better do a podcast about it. You better do a slide deck about it. Like if you have this one story you're putting out there in one channel, there's so many other ways you can repurpose that content. Any video that Gary B does, he immediately does a transcription and then takes the audio and puts it on a podcast. And I just thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, what's, what's kind of fun about sort of modern storytelling and content is that there's so much innovation along the way. There's people that have new ideas and try new things, some of which fail, some of which really sort of become the beachheads for the rest of us. I don't know a lot of people that are doing daily podcasts. I mean, when I first saw that he was going to do that, I thought it was nuts. And I think it was earlier this week or something, I saw sort of his plan. Well, on Tuesdays, we do this. And on Wednesdays, we do this. And now I'm thinking, we all have the ability to build media channels out of all of this, our blogs, our podcasts, our videos. He's creating his own net network. I mean, he's got his own news network now. He's going to have serialized content, serialized brands. I mean, I could argue, like, what is Flip My Funnel, the movement, if not a multi-channel, ongoing storytelling news network for terminus? I think that there's an awful lot to be said for companies that are willing to invest in that. I know Joe Paluzzi, who who up until recently was running the uh, Content Marketing Institute, who just sold it to UBM. His last book uh, was about the fact that people are not just doing content for marketing, they're using content as a profit center. They are turning content into not supporting the business, but turning it into the business. And I think for those of you that aren't familiar, you know, go to Terminus.com, check out what they're doing, and then check out Flip My Funnel. It, it is one of the best examples of taking sort of a content theme and idea and then turning it into an entire empire, turning it into a driver in and of itself. The rest of us or the rest of other companies 
that have to rent attention and borrow attention from other media sources and other events, that world is turning on its head. And I think you guys have been at the forefront of that. I didn't mean to, to become the uh, let's let's praise Lauren and Terminus and flip my funnel, but it's it's worth pointing out because you guys have done some innovative things. You guys have done made some made a lot of tests, and uh, and not everything has worked out, right? Um, you've uh, I think you're creating a brand new playbook. We're gonna have a take quick break. Uh, I'm talking way too much. We're gonna I'm gonna ask a lot more questions to come back for the break. We got to pay some bills. We'll be back with more with Lauren Patrick. We're gonna talk more about storytelling, but also a little bit about PrettySouthern.com. Check it out over the break. We'll be right back. Sales by Brian Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, back to uh, two of the best storytellers I've heard in a while here. I'm, I'm getting into this here. You guys have... Uh, Guys, you got my attention here, Matt and his guest. Oh, it's fun. I, I'll tell you, I, I have, as Lauren mentioned, I've known her for a couple of years now. We met at a conference, actually one of their conferences, a couple of years ago, and uh, she is she is a peach. And I'm not just saying that because she's from Georgia. But uh, we'll have a lot more with Lauren here on Sales Pipeline Radio. Thanks again for joining us. If you do like this conversation, if you like the ideas Lauren has and want to share this with your team, make sure you get a copy of this episode. We'll have it up on Sales Pipeline Radio in a couple days. You can get all of our past episodes, all of our future episodes on Sales Pipeline Radio coming up over the next couple weeks on Sales Pipeline Radio. Next week, we're going to feature Katrina Munsell. She is the chief manager's Microsoft social media, I don't know what they call it. They call it the hub, the command center, whatever. But all the social media handles that Microsoft has for its products, for its for corporate, are managed out of her command center. So we're going to talk about how she manages that. Following week, we got Eric Spatzer. He is with Citrix. We're going to be talking about sales enablement, sales engagement. A couple of years ago, no one really knew what sales enablement was. Now in B2B circles, you hear it as one of the fastest growing functions in uh, sales and marketing. So a lot more great episodes coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio today. We, of course, have Lauren Patrick. Her official title is Storyteller at Terminus, which is definitely a white-hot company. I know you joined your employee 12. I think the company now is 400 customers, 120 employees, continuing to expand your footprint not only in Atlanta but in, in the B2B marketing space as well. What is it like to be on that kind of a train i mean like you know i've I've been at early stage companies and been with a couple of them as they grew but it's been a while since i did that what is that like for you having been in there early and seeing so many cultural changes as you grow as well yeah wow that is such a a multifaceted question (laughs) so i'm going to dissect it where i can i have never seen a company grow as fast as terminus has and i really can't wait to see what's in store especially now since we just acquired our first company we're expanding our footprint and so now terminus has an office on the west coast in san francisco we got really really lucky to acquire one of my favorite technologies bright funnel at the end of 2017. what bright funnel can now do in terms of measuring activity 
means a lot for someone who does my job. So I can go into BrightFunnel and see that like X amount of webinars help drive X amount in pilot one deals for the company. And so that's pretty freaking cool. And while the revenue growth has helped us get where we need to be, there are so many other things that happen along the way that help Terminus grow as fast as it has. And I think one of the big ones is product market fit. ABM was such a new thing that Sangram was able to spot that trend and immediately get going talking about the problem of less than 1% of leads turning into revenue. And people really bought into that idea. Again, going back to something that your customers really care about. This was something they stuck with. If you can't show an ROI on all your marketing because it's not generating revenue, then you're going to be out of a job. And so I think that talking about that really helped Terminus grow and build a, a subcategory of B2B marketing technology around ABM. And God loves Sangram. He's out there once a month speaking, once a month on a webinar, the daily podcast. Like that's done a ton to help grow the brand. And then from my perspective, and this is actually one of my secrets for any marketers listening to this, if you work at a startup, apply for every single free award that is out there. I had my eye on the Atlanta Business Chronicle, the AJC, uh, Demand Gen Report, Direct Marketing News, and our local marketing association here in Atlanta called TAG, the Technology Association of Georgia. I've got a running Google Doc of all the awards that are in progress, deadlines, applications that are due. So over the past almost three years, Terminus has won almost 20 awards for various different things. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, not, not only is that impressive because I'm assuming you have earned all those awards, but also the fact that you have tracked them and gone after them and treated that kind of like a pipeline in and of itself. Yes. You mentioned earlier measurement and ROI. I think content has had a bit of a tough time in this space. I think it's, it's in some companies, as the investment in content has increased, the microscope on content has increased as well. I don't think it's fair to expect a lot of great storytelling to convert into closed deals. But how do you handle or how do you tackle internally the issue of attribution? How do you justify the impact that content and storytelling is having for a business when it's not a direct response tool, when it's hard to draw straight lines between what you're doing and making the cash register ring? Yeah, wow. I really love talking about this part, actually, Matt, because growing up, my dad was in tech sales. I was kind of like your kid. I would be sitting at home on a sick day listening to my dad on sales calls in the other room. And so when I first started getting into B2B marketing and I was telling my dad about things that I was doing, he was like, wow, this is really cool. I wish my marketing team was doing stuff like that. And that's just always really stuck with me. Like, I'm a revenue-focused marketer. I love when my sales reps come to me and be like, oh, this event that we went and worked the booth at together, I just got a deal to close from that. Or, hey, the sales call that you jumped on with me or this RFP that you helped me craft, I just got that deal. Like, that's what gets me really excited because I know that my stuff's working. And so, for me, when I go and I look at all my different programmatic content efforts, the webinars, the white papers, the ebook, the blog, social, if you're not tracking how people are converting on those touch points, then you're not doing ABM. And that's the core of it. If you're marketing to an account, you better be looking at all those different activities. And it's simple to do if you take the time to structure it correctly in your CRM and your marketing automation tools. I think that's a really good perspective. And I think that because it's very clear when you hear you talk and when you hear you think about buying journey and, you know, your organization's alignment around not only one team, but I think one team translates it to one goal. It's clear that you are automatically applying a filter to what you're doing based on what you believe is going to most likely drive prospects from unaware to interested to engaged. So I think there's, even if you can't measure it precisely, I think that sometimes intent is more important than precision on getting some of that right. We're going to run out of time very quickly here on Sales Pipeline Radio as we always do. A couple, couple other questions for you. I, so 
clearly people should go to terminus.com check out a lot of your great work uh, so you know, subscribe to sangram's podcast as well but i also highly encourage you to go check out pretty southern lauren patrick can you please describe pretty southern to our sales pipeline radio audience yeah pretty southern has been my labor of love since 2010. like you said uh, my background's in journalism i was editor of uta's newspaper and i graduated in 2007 right before the great recession so newsrooms were really hiring, and the ones that were, I was seeing my friends get furloughed or laid off. And so I ended up taking a job at autotrader.com in their marketing department because at the time I was really focused on print. And if you all remember the old Trader magazine that used to pick up like a dollar in your local convenience store, I was actually doing the distribution for that. So I was looking at magazine numbers all day and just really missed writing. So I launched my first blog, Pretty Southern, with the help of my husband, Kevin, who's a tech grad. Couldn't have done it without him. He's the one who bought my domain, set up my first WordPress instance, helped me learn HTML. And since then, we've become one of the top-ranked Southern lifestyle blogs. And it's because I had the gumption to go and start writing my own stuff and teach myself HTML and social and PR that when the content marketing boom started happening, when Pardot exited to Salesforce, suddenly there were jobs for people who, like, wanted people to write about their brand, have an in-house journalist to do communications and content marketing. And it's just been a godsend. I've been really, really blessed and lucky to get to do what I do. So it's always amazing. It's funny to me, like the things you pick up on. So that was, I, I love that. Definitely people should check that out. But I think the one thing I just picked up is your husband, a yellow jacket. Yes, we are a house divided and he has been the most supportive husband over the past couple of weeks. Oh, uh, that now that is a sign of love right there. Like when you've got, <laughs> arch rivals that not only can find a, a way to get married, but then to support each other in the times of need. That That's impressive. Paul, that might be kind of like, you know, getting a getting a Packer fan to sort of spend some time with you, consoling you over, you know, what might happen here in the next couple of weeks. Hard it's to impossible. imagine that. Hard to imagine that happening. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, last quick question for you, Lauren, and then we'll let you go. On the content marketing side, what are some people, what are some sources that have been inspiring to you that have helped help you learn to be a better content marketer, to be a better storyteller. It can be speakers, it can be writers, they can be dead, they can be long dead, but who are some of the people that you recommend others check out to uh, to continue to learn more about storytelling? So let's start with a living. Uh, Anne Hanley and Marketing Crafts, my God, like what she has been able to do in terms of growing her community, the education, the events, and the superstar. I actually met her briefly at an event. It was the end of the day at Flip My Funnel Boston, and she's walking around, so we're breaking down, and I was just like shell-shocked. Like I couldn't even articulate like how much of a fan of hers that I was because I was so tired. It was such a shoot-yourself-in-the-foot moment. So, Anne, if you're listening to this, I love you. You are amazing. From the dead, uh, her movie is out now, The Post, um, Catherine Graham's story with The Washington Post. What she was able to do with her family's enterprise and her life was just so inspiring. You know, she was the first female CEO of a Fortune 500 company ever. And what she was just able to accomplish as a woman and a mother and someone who cares so deeply about the truth and storytelling, she's just my career idol. And I, I love Meryl Streep, but I was really let down about the movie, but that's something for a whole other time. <laughs> oh boy, I think I think we got another episode brewing here about but, uh, we, we are unfortunately out of time. I want to thank again Lauren Patrick. She is a storyteller for Terminus. She is the editor of Pretty Southern. You can check those out at terminus.com, prettysouthern.com. We will have links to both sites in our show notes. It'll be available when the podcast gets uh published here in the next couple of days up on Sales Pipeline Radio. 
And then we'll have a summary on our blog at HeinzMarketing.com with links to these as well. Thank you again to Lauren for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Join us next week at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. We're here every Thursday for my great producer, Paul. Go Vikings! And you've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been flying along on the Sales Pipeline. Brought to you by Matt Hines and Hines Marketing on the Funnel Radio Channel for at-work listeners like you.